check one. Frank. Uh, I don't mean to um, put you on the spot, but did you buy your shorts from Home Depot? Because <laughs> they know, look like that. It's really funny that you <laughs> that you said that because my opening line was going to be, Frank, <laughs> I sit before you now, a man wearing shorts from Home Depot. Because <laughs> it looks like you're in full dad gear right, All right now. Yo, so check this out. Like I'm cool dad. Okay. Well, Going to the park with my kids. Listen to me. Not having fun. Okay. <laughs> Here's the problem. Last year's last year's jorts blew them out, right? So just elaborate on blowing them out. Like you just your ass got too thick, or what? Uh, my ass got With too two thick. C's? But when I when <laughs> when I blow out a pair of jorts, it usually happens in the crotch region. Okay, I have too much crotch meat rubbing against other crotch meat. You know what okay. I'm saying? So your thighs got too thick. And push your cock and balls forward. Exactly. <laughs> and you wrap There's all no those. thigh gap. When you wrap. Oh, none. None whatsoever. <laughs> and when you wrap all those things in denim, mm. friction builds. Yeah. It gets hot. Um, gets hot. <laughs> and it burns up. Uh, so then. Put some kindling, kindling to that thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so. A campfire. I had to. I had to abandon those. <laughs> and then I was wearing a pair. Did you actually of, blow them out? You're like, I just feel uncomfortable. I feel like I'm. I think I have a vice grip on my nuts. Blew them out. Blew them out. Okay, yeah. wow. My 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 junk gobbled up those jorts. <laughs> gobbled up like Pac-Man. <laughs> there was nothing left. I mean, I, I'm sitting in front of you with blown out jorts myself. It just makes me feel... I don't like when my balls start sticking out of the... Yeah, I have that problem that, I'm sorry, that was graphic. But I don't like when, yeah, my, yeah. You know, when my genitals start yeah. bulging out of the... I had the holes. same issue here with these. Yeah. <laughs> That your your jort leg is barely connected to the. <laughs> well, it's not ripped in the front, right? I should put like a, a punk patch on my on my jorts. You could do like a row of safety pins. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, that would yeah. be a cool like punk rock thing to do. Um, but no, I, I blew these out as well. I just don't. I don't have more comfortable shorts. Well, I had board shorts that I bought in Hawaii, Oof. and I was wearing those for like several weeks. You got. You can't wear board shorts. I know, but do they, they have pockets? One pocket. Oof, no. And then, like, think about everything you carry. Yeah. On a daily basis, yeah. jammed into one pocket on a pair of board shorts. No way, man. It was a bad scene. <laughs> so there I am at Home Depot, and I see a rack of shorts. I'm like, what? I, I got to just do this. I got to just get the shorts. I'm like, you, you didn't have. I mean, I agree. It is hard to buy clothing. Yeah. I'm actually ordering a new pair of pants so I can cut other pants into shorts right now. <laughs> I've been planning that too. I'm yeah. waiting to get the email from Levi's that says they're doing like, you know, the weekly store wide 70% off everything sale. You can't afford a $50 pair of pants right now. Well, I mean, I can, but it just seems Would you pay silly. for your Home Depot shorts. They were, I think they were like $19.99. <laughs> there should be the aisle. should be like, you need clothes, right? Like, <laughs> That's how I feel here. when you go to like <clears throat> Dwayne Reed and there's the aisle with socks and underwear. And yeah. Like what kind of hard times are you facing? That like, you need socks, right? It's here. Just take it. Like you're fucked. Like, <laughs> like, like you fucked up. You need, you need these things pretty urgently. So we got, I, you. I mean, speaking, we're going to do like a summer <laughs> review. I'm sure you've had this experience when you're living in New York and you have a wild night out and you don't make it home for whatever reason. Oh yeah. 
and you need to buy a new shirt on the way to work, so you looks like you changed your shirt. Yep, been there. Yep. Uh, and then you roll in with all those like sharp creases in the shirt because yes. you, you just pulled it, it out of the plastic. You just pulled it out of the plastic like outside the door before you walked in. I remember going to J. Crew one morning, right near our office, our old office. I was buying a new shirt for whatever reason, and a guy there's another guy in front of me online and he had a full cup of coffee on on the front of his shirt. <laughs> We had very different mornings. Oh, that guy. Man. But uh, yeah, I spent a lot of, a lot of money on like immediate shirts. And I like knew where every store, whatever, what time every store opened on weekdays for a while. Yeah. I, I can recall doing that a couple of times. I once bought an overpriced t-shirt from Equinox. My move uh, when I needed, when I had the um, morning after had not been home, needed to get a shirt fast thing was <clears> I would go to American Apparel Mm. Uh, because they were like ubiquitous. Yes. Uh, at, they were like Starbucks basically yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point. Yeah. And I knew exactly like what my size was in yeah. the type of shirt. I could just walk in, boom, boom, get out of here. Yeah. It's a good idea. Mine was just J crew. I'd buy like whatever was on sale. J crew. Yeah. Size small, size men's small, <laughs> small, slim, slim boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's still 2020. We're, uh, in phase two. We're in peak summer. Phase two of the worst summer of our lives. Truly. Just terrible. Horrific. You know how uh, on this podcast, I have gone on and on in the past about how my favorite time of of year being in New York is the summer. Yes. Because I love it hot (laughs) and I love it grimy (laughs) because you're out in the mix. So stinky. Do you know, I feel like I'm, I'm getting my comeuppance here. Like, yeah, because because I I've been going on and on about how I love it hot and grimy. Now it's hot and grimy without any of the good sexy any of the stuff. Fun, any of the fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, if it was hot and grimy, would you still have bought those Home Depot shorts? Well, if if there was fun stuff to do with the sexy stuff to do in in New York City, would you have still bought it, it, Home Depot shorts? Here's here's the thing. There's a whole a, a resignation purchase. There's a whole chain of events. Mm that we'd have to roll back the clock on, right? Like if COVID hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be so sedentary. And if I wasn't so sedentary for the past four months, my crotch wouldn't have gobbled up my shorts (laughs) so quickly, right? And if my my crotch hadn't gobbled up my shorts so quickly, then I wouldn't have had to buy these utilitarian- Do you put Vaseline on your body when you run? No, uh, body glide. Body glide, nice. You ever use that stuff? No. Yeah, I I don't I don't have much uh, friction, but my nips get a little tender sometimes. The only time my nips ever got tender was when I went um, boogie boarding once. Was wearing a rough shirt. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing uh, I was wearing a shirt boogie boarding. <laughs> <laughs> That's an odd choice. Like a fat kid. No, because uh, because somebody was like, "Oh, you need to wear a rash guard," because you know you like yeah, like, yeah. if you're boogie boarding or surfing or whatever. Yeah. Um, you get like sunburnt and you'll chew up your chest real bad. Like the board against your chest. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have one. So I was like, I'll just wear a t-shirt. It's the same thing. Who cares? Not the same thing. Total (laughs) fucking cheese grater on your nips. It's rough. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's the summer 2020. It's July 1st. Today is July 1st. It's doesn't it seem impossible kind of like a couple weeks ago i was ready to bake some new bread feeling super anxious about like the fear of covid yeah 
That feels like last week. Wasn't I just listlessly staring out the window in February? <laughs> now it's July 1st. <clears throat> um, you know, I think things are getting better, though. Like, I feel better than I did a month ago, two months ago. In what sense? Um, well, I tested negative. That was cool. Oh, you, you got the test? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. My wife got the test, and she tested negative, and I figured that was close enough for me. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know. I went upstate recently and that kind of changed my point of view a little bit. Kind of tweaked things a little bit. In what way? I'm an, uh, I'm now an expert. Uh, <laughs> well, I was staying the great Northern Catskills. I was staying with some people and they had a garden in their yard. Uh huh. So every night we would eat from the garden, uh huh. Like fresh grown vegetables. Right. And they had a pool. Uh huh. And you know, I'd go like running in the morning and then just like hop in the pool on the way back. Uh huh. Amazing. And so it was like the this combination of like living a slower lifestyle, which is very appealing to me. Yeah. Uh, having more space. Um, and just watching people who are retired, <laughs> which is what I want to be. I really want to be retired. Yeah. That's my new life goal is to be retired. Uh, well, as someone who has been semi-retired for the past year, yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't recommend it enough. <laughs> um, uh, so I think I mentioned this on the last podcast we did. Also, we should mention the reason we've been gone for so long yeah. is because uh, we did try to record. Uh, we did record. We did record. We have a, another full episode that is now committed. It's like three now, right? Yeah. We have a... <laughs> committed to the the vaults we're into uh, curation these days guys yeah the thing is like there's a lot going on in the world that's difficult to talk about yes and we are we are no experts we are a not experts yeah. and b not the people who should really be talking about certain <laughs> things and telling those stories and yeah um you know so we we it was peak um george floyd protests yeah the movement for black lives um which we support a hundred percent yes we a hundred percent and we talked about it and i feel like we made some points yeah it's just that our interpretation <clears throat> is not useful i would say it wasn't a funny episode either no 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 um, and this is a comedy slash self-help podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so yeah, the the reason we've been gone is not because we haven't been trying, it's just that we've been trying and failing. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a difficult thing to it felt like there was nothing else to talk about, but at the same time like a very hard thing to talk about. And that kind of sums up 2020 like there's not a lot to I guess there is a lot to say a lot to say about um the movement for black lives. Yes. But it's hard to talk about. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about. Also, like what what people like us should really be the 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 guys who are doing the two white dudes talking to each other <laughs> on a podcast formula. What we should be saying is like to support this movement. Listen to people who are not us. Oh, true. Yes, and people who do not resemble yes. us in any way. Yes, you know, would, like yes. listen to more varied <clears throat> voices and things like that. And I think that. I think that after we kind of like sat down and had a little bit of a cathartic experience for ourselves talking, we were like, mm, is that really valuable for other people? Uh, you know, maybe 
I think there it could be valuable for whoever listens to our show that's looking for a different perspective. Sure. Different as just their own worldview, you know? Yes. Um, it was mostly, like you said, therapy for us, I think. Yeah. Um, trying to understand how we feel, trying to under, make sense of the world, you know, as one does when they're faced with uncertainty, they try to label things in certain ways to help them process it and understand it. Yes. Um, that's what we were doing, you know, to varied success. I, I will all, I will say, <clears throat> um, I think that when we recorded that last episode that we have, uh, locked away, I think that I personally was feeling like peak hopelessness. Yeah. Same. You know, like just sort of, it was still washing over me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe sometimes it's okay to just take a break and uh, <laughs> get a little distance from yeah, yeah. your feelings and yes, from sure. what's happening. And I, cause I remember even in March when I found out that I wasn't going to go back to the office until Labor Day, that really rattled me. And now I feel a hundred percent fine with it. And I'm not going back until the end of the year. And I feel good about it. It's yeah. great. Uh, so obviously I've been making some changes in my life, uh-huh. uh, that are definitely tied in with the COVID experience and, uh, the COVID and living in New York experience. Uh, do you feel like you said that you have, um, you freaked out when you heard you weren't going back until Labor Day and now you're feeling good about not going back until the end of the year. Like, what do you think has changed in the way you're thinking about stuff? Great question, Eric. Um, I was, um, <laughs> I think it's the idea of certainty uh, because I, if things felt very uncertain back in March about when I was going back to work. Yeah. And I think I sort of felt like I knew June was the end of the quarantine, end of like lockdown. Right the mandatory stay at home order. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go back then. That's what I felt, you know? And so when I found out that wasn't the case, it sort of like rattled what I thought was going to be the future. Right. And sort of shook like what my, my quote unquote plans were. And now that I knew I was going back in, in labor day, I sort of feel like I just want to just enjoy this space more and sort of explore the space that we're in of not working or not going to work and sort of like indulge in it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. And I'm like just more interested in like thinking, thinking differently about how I live my life, you know, in small variations. Um, yeah. And that's kind of appealing to me. Well, I guess like when you thought you were going back after Labor Day, it's like, okay, you're still like a very clear, finite end to what's going on right now yeah. and you're just wondering like okay how do i get through this temporary thing until yeah. like things return to normal but after it's extended it's kind of like okay it's time to like change the way i'm thinking about what normal is yeah yeah and also like i really hate being home in the summer mm-hmm. and because my, my apartment gets kind of hot and that feels like a, its own torture to me yeah and so that seemed very like oppressive it's July now. It's fine for yeah. the most part. Um, I have friends with air conditioning. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just more like sort of pacing out what you think the future is going to be. Um, so for you, is it like you said you feel this great relief now that you bought a house upstate? Is it just the ability to move around more? Because you're in a two bedroom now. It is a bit of a tight some tight spaces in yeah. a two bedroom, even though you have like extra rooms. Yeah. Is it more like the freedom of 
to move your body or is it like knowing there is this uh respite from what you're doing now um yeah so well i guess i should say clearly like my wife and i bought a house upstate in the great northern catskills as they call it uh and um it's on a big piece of land and it's it's cool um (laughs) and you know we're like we're planning to move up there full time for a period uh like the last basically the last quarter of this year and then we're gonna get an apartment in the city again but like we i i work on independent stuff she she works on uh she works at a company that's all remote right now so it's like why would we have this insanely expensive apartment that you and i are sitting in right now on top of uh you know a, a piece of land where we have like room to breathe and stuff but to get back to what you were asking me like there is, I mean, there is a physical element to it. Like just being able to walk outside without a mask on because there's not people in my immediate vicinity. Yep. Um, but also life is just way slower up there. Right. Like right. Way slower. Every, like everybody I've encountered, I would say appealing to you. Uh, it's appealing to me right now, but it is kind of one of my big fears about leaving the city itself for any extended period of time. Cause I've always felt like one of the really magical things about living in New York is just that momentum of creativity where like everybody you meet is doing something. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you live in a small town and you bump into somebody and they're like, Hey, what do you do? And you're like, I'm writing a novel. They'll be like, what? That's crazy. Wow. Uh, But if you live in New York and you're like, hey, I'm writing a novel, like nine out of 10 people you meet are also writing a novel (laughs) and they're like, they're going to be waiting for you to stop talking about yours so they could start talking about theirs. It's also like in this time, in this current era, not era, but like, you know, with things happening right now in politics and the world, it's a pretty interesting place to be too because you're sort of seeing the news happen in front of you. Yeah. You're seeing like the outbreak, you're seeing protests, you're seeing like unrest. And so it's, it feels like you're part of, you're part of this change or the world or, you know? Yeah. You know, that is definitely one of the, one of the like addictive qualities of being in New York. Uh, You, you do feel like you live in the center of the world. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's people listening to me say that uh, on this podcast who are like, fuck New Yorkers, like get over yourself, whatever. It's but true. like it, it really is <clears throat> part of the New York experience. You feel like you're at the, uh, I mean, like what are the centers of like, I guess like American urban culture? It's like New York, LA and Chicago, yeah. right? Maybe like Miami or something like that. Not nah, really. No, nah, fuck that. that. Yeah. Fuck Miami. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I guess San Francisco now, but. Yeah, San Francisco. Well, San Francisco yeah. is just sort of like industry, the new Wall Street or something. Yeah. Uh, but but like you're right, like people around the world are watching the news about what's happening in the United States with COVID, for instance. And like they're showing bodies getting loaded onto tractor trailer trucks like those trucks are parked outside my building. Yeah. Like it, it's it's it feels immediate and it feels like you're at the center of it. And uh, I don't know. But at so that it's hard to walk away from that because it makes you feel like, like important. Like it makes you feel less obscure. Yeah, it also makes you feel like you're part of something bigger that's happening in the world. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, uh, fuck what I was listening to a podcast. I want to say, I think I was listening to history hyenas. Uh Um, and Bill Burr was on and he, he was in New York while he was on the show and they were asking him like, Oh, you know, how are you having a good time in New York or whatever? And one of the things that he said was that like, uh, people in New York, like, like everyone's stacked on top of each other here so tightly and things that are so important to like culture are happening here that even if you're not involved, you convince yourself that you're a part of it. (laughs) And he's like, so, so all you assholes walk around here feeling self-important because one guy did something important and you're like, Hey, I was here. Uh, Yep. That happened. But (laughs) but you're, you're, it means nothing. You're, and, and when he said that, I was like, fuck, that is definitely like a, key part of the new york experience totally um so as we as we chug along the summer um we were sort of like pretending to do real summer things like go to the beach uh i don't know what else i went to the beach a few weeks ago and i i it was like not open yeah but people were still there what were you doing uh, just, just wanted somewhere to go. Yeah. Uh, my wife was doing like a couch to 5k running program and she yeah. was like, let's go to the beach. You can go hang out on the beach. I'll run on the boardwalk. Like it'll give us sure. better than running around here for the millionth time in a row. Yeah. So we, we went down there and I, I don't know. It was just, it just felt like, <clears throat> like what, what am I doing here? Like what, do, what are any of us doing? Out yeah. Here? You know, it's like, it's closed up some people are defiantly swimming and being like, I am having summer no matter what. Yeah. Well, I went on Sunday. It's a beautiful day. I rode my bike out. I think I saw, I showed you my sick tan line. Dude, you have crisp, the crispiest. Like like you, you look like you put like you masked those lines. I know. So I wrote, it's an hour and a half ride each way to the beach. <laughs> you look like you fucking cut somebody else's arms off and bolted them off. <laughs> My friend said it looked like I was wearing a white t-shirt. Um, and now you're fucked. You're never going to get rid of that. That's fine. For the rest of the season. Whatever. How many times do I have my shirt off in public? Like gonna, twice a year. You're going to have to wait for your tan to go away through the winter. Yeah. For that to reset. So sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I rode a bike to the beach. Um, it's an hour and a half ride out there. My friend was like, do you want sunblock on the way? And I was like, eh, I'll put some on my forehead. Thank God I did. Cause my <laughs> fucking face would be just like melting right now. I'd be peeling. Uh, but my arms got very red and sunburned. It was kind yeah. of funny. And then, um, you know, Fort Tilden in New York, if you're ever in the area, <laughs> come by. <laughs> Cause you know, you should do, um, you should be like the voice of like GPS turn by turn directions. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Just like, like <laughs> it's like really tense and you're on the highway and you're like waiting for the exit and like your GPS just like rips a burp and it's just like, I'm there to the right. <laughs> um, so you, you get to Fort Tilden and um, it's uh it's a clothing optional beach. Yeah. That's why I was there. Not why. Hachi machi. Exactly. Not the main reason I was there, but, uh, you know, encouraging. Yeah. So, uh, 
you know, it's you, not not a reason. Yeah, <laughs> you take a dip, you see some tatas, you know, you have a good night. Yeah, uh, and that's what I did. It was great, and then rode back an hour and a half, uh, and my legs are still tired from it. It's fucking exhausting, um, but highly recommend it if you're ever uh, in New York City and you want like a long form of exercise and then just swim and just see titties yeah it's great if you want a brutal sunburn and so to see some yavos <laughs> have we got the itinerary for you seriously <laughs> summer 2020 in new york city uh yeah it's I, that or sitting in the park drinking beer right yeah uh and and as i've said i'm not a fan of the park yeah it's just it's not a, a park guy it's just a halfway thing you know <laughs> so we've been having this long debate about parks versus beaches I mean, beaches are, you know, you can swim. It's kind of a, right. it's kind of a, I mean, come on. Uh, kills the argument there. Yeah. But parks, zero commitment. You show up, you sit down, you leave. It's great. I mean, I hear you on the zero commitment thing. That's what I'm all about. And that's why often when I'm at the park, I pull the ripcord and I'm like, I'm out of here. And I just walk <laughs> home. Because <laughs> you didn't like work hard enough to get there? <laughs> no, because it's like, uh, what, what am I staying here for? This sucks and it's easy to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like you get to watch some people, yeah. see some dogs, you know? It's just not, not for me. I don't know, man. There's no tatas, that's for sure. I'm not in the woods. I'm not in the city. I'm just in like a grassy parking. You lot. play catch with your friend. Cool with people, I don't like playing catch. Yeah, and somebody's just going to drill me in the face with a baseball, and then <laughs> and then it's going to suck. Then you have to go home. Yeah, fuck that. Um, oh, I got a gun. Cool. <laughs> cool. I was thinking of outdoorsy stuff. You know, the only time I fired a gun was with you, and it was like one of the more unsettling experiences of my of my life. Yeah. Well, you'd be really unsettled by my gun that I own now. Well, not just that. My hand, I was wearing a, like a, for very, for different reasons that I want to discuss. We drove out to hang out with Eric in uh, Pennsylvania and it was kind of like a rush to get out there. And I just, I think I just brought a suit and like a jacket, like a leather jacket maybe. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, March, February. Yeah. It's chilly. Probably. It's cold as fuck. <laughs> And all I had was this like shitty like fifty dollars suit. I was freezing. Yeah. And we're drinking beers in the woods and firing guns, and my yeah. hand is fucking numb. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I thought I was gonna blow my blow my foot off or something. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I got a gun. Uh. So. Uh. So we bought this house upstate, and we've been like spending the last couple weekends up there, just kind of like hanging out, just trying to like. I've never purchase the house before so there's like a ton of shit you need to do yeah especially if you live in the middle of nowhere yeah you gotta like find people to like pick up your trash you gotta get that wi-fi you gotta get that wi-fi well don't you just drop it off in the dump you can but if you just want to like put your garbage cans out on the street and have like the garbage truck pick them up you gotta like hire somebody to do that. yeah yeah so it's just like doing a lot of that stuff like the people the, i know of state uh it's one of their activities is going to the dump I got to learn where the dump is yeah, because I think it'll be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so my friend lives further upstate. He lives in the Albany area. Yeah. Um, and he frequently drives to Massachusetts to buy weed because in the we, city of Albany. Uh, he lives in the Albany area. Okay. He lives in the greater Albany area. Okay. Um, Scotia, uh, Schenectady. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, He's he's moving though. He's not a fan of Schenectady. He's yeah. he's, he's moving to a GE a, town. Yeah, yeah. It's 
I've been there. It's nice, you know. So have I. It's not bad. Um, they got that big GE sign like yeah, on yeah, that yeah. main drag there. It's cool, you yeah. know. It's uh, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to move there, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he, you know, it's a it's a good place if you want to drive to Massachusetts and buy legal weed. Sure. Um, and so he brought a uh, housewarming gift for us the other day when we were up there, and it was a three part gift. One was uh, a little canister of weed from Massachusetts. Very nice of him. A bottle of gin. Did you bring your bong upstairs or upstate? Not yet, but I, I think I should. Yeah. Um, when's the last time you smoked from a bong? Never in my life. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, we got to do that. Okay. Man. <laughs> Never in my life. It'll really fucking cook your brain. I, I bet. It's for real. I we'll, believe that. We'll do it upstate. Sure. Up in the woods. Sure drag the bong out into the middle of the woods. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so he, he came by and he brought uh, a little, uh, little like, um, you know, have you ever purchased legal weed? I mean, you live in California. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how like it, it looks like it's from like the Apple store. Yeah. And he's brought me yeah. one of those, brought me a bottle of gin and a .30-06 rifle and two boxes of ammunition. Did he have like, did he go out and buy a rifle for you? No, he has a bunch of guns. Um, okay. And this was apparently his uh, his deer hunting rifle and he doesn't hunt anymore. And he was like, you live on a farm essentially now. You should have a gun. Mm. So I think he was just kind of unloading it on me. Like he did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not yeah. literally. He wasn't shooting it at me. <laughs> but he just didn't want to have the gun laying around anymore. So he gave it to me. Did you want a gun? Uh, my wife wanted us to have one, and I didn't really have a position. I'm generally anti-gun. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he was making a strong case before he brought it over. He was like, "You're you're on a big piece of land. Like, you never know when you're going to need a gun. Like, there could be like an animal situation. Like, there's bears up there. There's speaking, a- speaking of when I, when I was upstate one night, we were like sitting there having dinner." We heard this kind of like weird howling sound, like kind of like a screeching howling. There's coyotes all over the place up there. There's a fox. Really? But it was like, it sounded like it was a Blair Witch sound. <laughs> that was like this horrible, horrible sound. And it kept going and going. And then it was getting closer to us. Yeah. Very unsettling. And then eventually after like 10 minutes, you heard a shotgun. End of sound. You hear a lot of gunshots up there. Yep. Um, I've been spooking myself cause I take Charlie out for his, you know, nightly walk yeah. and, uh, up upstate, I take him out and I just take a flashlight with me and it is pitch black. Yeah. Like total absence of light. Yeah. Yeah. And I just shine the beam around like while Charlie's walking around, like trying to find a place to poop. And you know, you're <clears> just <throat> like, I'm just like like sweeping this flashlight beam across a field, yep. like kind of back and forth. And you see the little glowing eyes of like deer standing out yeah, there yeah, and yeah. shit like that. And, and the, the other night I was out there. Listen, it's not, <laughs> I was out there. Do you have a ghost story? I was out, I was out outside the house. It was, it was really dark. Uh-huh. And uh, I was shining the flashlight around and I was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sweeping it back and forth. Imagine yeah. it's, imagine, pure darkness frank total night deep night deep night and you're just watching it's 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 like a, a pov horror movie you're watching like sure. just the like the, blair witch the beam of light yeah. shining back and forth and i was like what would i do if i like swept the light from one side to the other i didn't see anything and then i swept it back and there was just a guy standing out in the middle of the field <laughs> staring at me 
what would I do? You'd be like, hey, what's up? Hey, <laughs> hey. Hey, 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 get off my property. Hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? But anyway, so to get back to the gun, yeah, my friend brought me a gun. And and then you get spooked when you're out there? Just being out like in the the quiet, the deep quiet of night? Uh. It, it, so it doesn't get like. Or are you ripping the bong too hard to like have any consciousness? I'll tell you what, <laughs> man. Uh, <clears throat> my, um, I guess he's my cousin by marriage at this point. I'm not sure. He's like a guy who's married to my wife's cousin. Does okay. that make him my cousin? Yeah, I guess so. He brought another housewarming gift. Cousin-in-law. Sure. Yeah. He brought me a housewarming gift, and it was a giant bag of pot. It was okay. like various edibles. It was like disposable vape pens. He's yes, just he's got a reputation. He's huh? got the hookup. Yeah. And people know I'm all about smoking weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just know I like to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I hit that vape pen last night, and I was like, I... I'm lucky I made it to the bed. Like, <laughs> and, and I was getting a little spooked out cause I was just there for the night waiting for a delivery in the morning and I had to drive back here and I didn't have my dog with me. My wife was still down here at, at the apartment and I was like, I guess this is kind of weird. It's my first night yeah, here yeah. by myself, you know? And I'm like hearing the, the like crickets and the frogs outside yeah. and stuff. And I'm like occasionally looking outside with the flashlight, nothing going on out there. And then, and I was like, oh, this is getting a little spooky. Yeah. What if that guy's standing out in the field? And then I was like, good night. I did that. None of that was a sound effect. That was all you. That was all me. That was, I'm a Foley artist. I'm like, <laughs> very I'm, impressive. I'm like Jones from Police Academy <laughs> when it comes to weed sounds. <laughs> that wasn't a bong. That was just my mouth. <laughs> um, oh, so the gun. Yeah, yeah. So my friend brought me this gun, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah this will be a great gun for you, whatever. Um, a thirty out 6 is a fucking gigantic. I don't know what the fuck that means. I just saw a photo of it. Yeah, I don't know it's what the rifle. I mean, it's the caliber, right, of the, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the round. Yeah. You could you could just shoot down a fucking aircraft with this thing, and so so he came over with it. That'll be your new hobby. Yeah, <laughs> shooting at planes. He came over with it, and and Maya was like, "Oh, well, you should you should like go out and shoot it, uh, so you guys like you know, so Eric knows how to work it and whatever." And I'm like, "I don't know how to work it." I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's go shoot this fucking gun." So we go outside, and Frank, I shoot you not. I thought I broke my nose. Really? The kick on the gun, and it's like so. It's a hunting rifle. It has a, yeah. it has a really nice scope on it yeah, and yeah. stuff. And the last time I <laughs> shot a gun was probably with you. Yeah, a handgun and no, a beer can. It was after. It was like one year after that. I went uh, squirrel hunting with my friend, and okay. we got no squirrels. But I was shooting a shotgun, which is a very different experience. Yeah, just yeah. sort of a you know yeah. just a big big loud thing. Um, so I went out. Luckily, I brought hearing protection because I am hyper vigilant about yep. protecting my hearing. And, uh, and I was like, I aimed at this tree stump, you know, that was like 50 yards away or whatever. And, and I looked at it through the scope and I was like, I was like, if you ever seen the movie sniper, I was like dialed in. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like the guy wearing all your camo. Yeah. I was like the guy in saving private Ryan when he's in the clock tower and he's like saying the prayer and he's yep. like, yeah, I was, I was like that. Yep. And then I pulled the trigger and I thought I broke my face. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why I thought it was going to be similar to Did like. Did they warn you at all? No. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I assume. He probably assumed that I'm not a moron. <laughs> what, did you hit the tree? I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's um, great. It was, it, was, it was insane. So uh, what I realized years and years and years ago, I went shooting with my old boss in Pittsburgh yep. because he was like this Republican guy who had, uh, he had a, a framed portrait of George W. Bush hanging in his office. Jesus Christ. In the cigarette store where I worked. H.W. or W.? W. Yeah. Um, and he was like this proud, proud, you know, kind of like trolley Republican guy yeah, who yeah. like loved to talk about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it, it, we were talking about guns one day and I had never fired a gun at that point in my life. He's like, come out to the range with me. We'll shoot, we'll shoot guns. So we shot a bunch of guns. And at the end he was like, here, I have this gun. It's like the largest caliber that you're allowed to use to shoot deer in Pennsylvania or something Jesus. like that. And I, I, I fired that gun and it felt like the universe cracked open in front of my face when I pulled the trigger. <laughs> Apparently, that's now the gun that I own. Whoa. Like it, it's that, like, heavy duty. Intense. Yeah. Um, so. I feel like you're not, I feel like you shouldn't have that gun. I feel that way, too. <laughs> uh, you should get, drive up and give it back to that guy. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I yeah. feel like you'd want to you'd feel safe shooting the gun. You don't want your gun to hurt you when you're trying to kill something. Yeah. I'll probably just like sell it on the street in New York. <laughs> <laughs> sell in front of your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're waiting hey, for a mark? gun. Waiting for a margarita. <laughs> you want to buy a gun? You really <laughs> fuck some shit up with this. Uh, Very powerful. Yeah. No, it, ha- it, 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 it has been uh, disassembled. The bolt has been removed. It has a lock on it and it will probably just sit on a shelf until no, I wait, find my someone point is, to give it to. When you're going to need a gun, whatever that situation is. That's not the gun I need. Kill your dog at some point. Um, excuse me. <laughs> you know, when he's sick and dying, you yeah. have to shoot him. Well, yeah. I, so I've been like joking with my wife now. It's become a running joke where like we keep talking about scenarios where I might need this gun. Yeah. And, and like the, the inevitable outcome of that scenario is that I run and get the gun and then knock myself out with it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're going to yeah. need, you're going to try to get this gun and you're going to like feel scared shooting the gun. Yeah. In your emergency situation. Yeah. I'm still very much anti-gun, even though I own one now. Didn't you go on a rant about people living upstate and who had a gun and like what happens if the guy who has a gun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think there's anything safe about me owning that gun. Okay. I don't think that it adds to our safety. The only <laughs> thing I can imagine is like... Just buy some knives. Buy some like throwing knives. Or like... Uh, some shurikens. <laughs> Some nunchucks or something. Yeah. So like when, when our compound is being <laughs> circled by coyotes that want to eat my Boston Terrier, I'm going to go out and dispatch them all with throwing stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's just some more sound effects. You probably have a better chance of both killing them and not hurting yourself with, 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 with throwing stars. Yeah, I, if if there were coyotes outside that wanted to eat my dog, <laughs> I would walk out there with the gun. I'd be like, honey, stand back. I'm going to take care of this. I'd shoot the gun, knock myself out with it. I'd fall backwards through the sliding glass door, and then the coyotes would just flood into the house and eat everybody and everything. <laughs> or just like, just st- stay ready with a knife. Just keep a knife on at all times. Yeah. You know? 
So you just stab the coyotes when they approach. Yeah. Well, what I like to do, I like to, I like to bare knuckle box a coyote, <laughs> but I keep a, I keep a knife in my teeth just in case I need it. <laughs> it's no to put the, to put the, to put the coyote out of its misery. <laughs> After I've shown him what what for, then I dispatch him. <laughs> But I yeah. like to I like to tune them up with my bare knuckles just so they know upstate life, right? <laughs> I'm pretty cut out to live in the woods, I think. Yeah, when that like when that wolf was howling, I was like, we're gonna die. Something's gonna kill us. Yeah, that's a witch. <laughs> Something's coming for us, and it's gonna be bad. I was. Talking, I'm gonna wait and see what happens. Yeah, it definitely. Um, has made me realize how much of a fucking man child coward I am. <laughs> I was talking to this guy, um, this guy who he, he helped the previous owner with like the, um, he not landscaping, but like grading, I guess. Like when you're, when you're actually like kind of like building up and, and like leveling the land and stuff sure. like that. So that guy came out and did like a rough cut of our, of our, our, our lawn around the house and stuff. And I was standing there talking to him and he's like asking me about my plans up there. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm probably going to build a tree house. <laughs> like did, cool. Like, like an adult for one. your child or what? <laughs> I mean, so you, me and all my buds can come over and drink yeah. beer from it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fall like, out of the tree. Yeah. My friends will probably like, you know, we'll like hang out in the tree house <laughs> and we'll like smoke from my vape and talk about spooky stuff that might be happening around here. I don't know. <laughs> Wow, what are you doing? Um, but good question. What are you doing with all that land? I don't fucking know. <laughs> mm. um, we're getting a mule, which is like a all-terrain golf cart. Not the animal. No, not the animal. I had to clarify that the other day when I was talking to someone. You else. should, though. You should get, get some goats. Mule. Yeah. I heard that mules are... Uh, is a mule and a donkey the same thing? You know, they need to have a reason to kill something. Because when the donkey gets out of line and like... Tries to attack your dog, then you could shoot it. I gotta go fucking shoot him, shoot my donkey point blank. <laughs> <laughs> Maya, don't look out the window. <laughs> I gotta go fucking kill that goddamn donkey. <laughs> and then I gotta figure out where the city dump is because I gotta get rid of it. <laughs> I'm just gonna drag it, just drag it the whole way. Uh. Uh, comedy self-help podcast. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Um, yeah. So yeah, you should, um, you should get some animals though. Get some livestock. Well, I, Have yeah, I was thinking, uh, it, I, I do, I want to do a garden. I mean, I think it's too late to, yeah, to is. have a garden this yeah. year, but I want to do a garden next year. <clears throat> um, I was kicking around the idea of like getting chickens, but you got to be there all the time for that. You it's know? a lot of work. Yeah. And I'm going to have fucking chickens running around. I think they get like cannibalistic if you don't like take care of them. Really? Yeah. Mm. Chickens get, chickens are like basically little velociraptors. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that eliminates all livestock, I guess, huh? Yeah. I don't think I could never, uh, like raise get a horse. <sighs> what you do, what you do with it, but you get a horse ride it around town. I don't know. Gotta keep feeding it. That's a you know, lot you of could, food. Like, strap, put your rifle on and ride your horse around town. Yeah. Like the rifleman. <laughs> Remember that guy told me I look like the rifleman when I was walking down 23rd street in Manhattan. No. Did I ever tell you that? Proudest day of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That, I'm, I'm crying. <clears throat> 
laughing from <laughs> myself holding a fucking stupid gun in the woods. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever buy a gun. We were talking about things that like, you know, what you put your money into. I think guns is something I would never buy. I mean, again, you know, probably upstate makes sense. I don't know, man. You have a bow and arrow? I got the least practical gun, but I got it for free. So, but a handgun is like a has a different vibe to it. I don't know if I'd want a handgun. I don't want a handgun. I would want like, want like a, a six shooter, a six shooter, like yeah. a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, a little revolver. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're gonna like go out and like like shoot a bear in the face with a snub nose <laughs> revolver. I'd like hide behind my card and reload it. <laughs> Excuse me, get away from my trash cans. I have my service revolver. <laughs> I think if you shoot a bear in the face with a revolver, it'll, it'll hurt it. No, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd want to try it. Ah, <laughs> uh, sounds exciting though. Yeah. A lot to do. Yeah. There's a lot to do. There's a big lawn. So, you know, maybe we could have like one of those gigantic slip and slides. Oh, it sounds like a great. You should just build your own. Yeah. Still tie, a big, tie a bunch of garbage bags together. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. And just get fucking shredded on like a rock. Like a half mile of <laughs> slip and slide. Yeah. We could do that. That sounds great. We have the space. The guy who cut our grass said that there's a lot of snakes out there. Though. You have like just a little like Olympics, like a summer Olympics at your, yeah. at your house. Bocce, can jam. Yes. Slip, slip and, and slide. slide. Yeah. <laughs> like a little... Um, what is it called? Dizzy bat? Yeah. We need a feat of strength. We can get yeah. a log to carry. <laughs> or I can make a giant like concrete ball to put on top of a log. There you go. That'd be cool. I want to see you spend your time making a concrete ball. Yeah, a concrete lump. Let's yeah, call it. Saying, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you have to deal with all that snow and shit too, huh? Yeah. Give me something. I don't know. I don't really know how I'm going to deal with that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get a little plow for the front of front of the mule, mm-hmm. and then just stay up all night. Will the plow? plow will, will the mule do that? Will it be able yeah, to plow? Yeah, yeah. Will it? Yeah, not a lot. That's why you got to stay up all night and keep running over the <laughs> back and forth. Zip, got zip, it. zip, zip, zip. Got it. You know? got it. Got it. Um, yeah. So we are gonna review uh, summer stuff. Um, I don't know how far in the episode are we. What are we? We're pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about guns for a long time. Yeah. Um, we, we could, we could just do a top three summer or something. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do top three summer, um, things, summer, <laughs> summer. What do you, what do you want to do? Activities? Summer. Yeah. I, uh, we could do summer memories. We could do summer, summer, uh, summer. stuff sure summer could summer. be a memory could yeah. be a thing yeah. that you look sure. forward yes. to doing yes. okay but it's summer okay summer just only. just summer okay oh my you. god you the shit. are listening to yeah. frank and eric's oh, wow. you're gonna feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from inside your rectum top three showdown buy a chainsaw yet no but i'm going to you're gonna need a chainsaw oh hell yeah so soon it's gonna be a, like maybe a couple months before you lose a finger oh at least right yeah <laughs> at least a finger <laughs> no more than a year though um <clears throat> yeah there's this uh this this great book 
uh, called Dog Walker okay. by fuck I can't remember his name. It's a book of short stories. Uh, I've I've like purchased copies of it for people because um, I love it so much. And it's like it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's it's a book of fictional short stories that are all kind of like from the same perspective. Like it almost feels like it's being told like the stories are being told by like an alien sure in like normal everyday American life or something. Um, but there's a story about, uh, it's called chainsaw apple, I think. And it's about a guy who like develops a trick where he, uh, takes a chainsaw and start and carves people's initials into an apple while they hold the apple in their mouth. Fuck. And, uh, you know, it goes, it, the whole thing, like, progresses where he's like you know going out and doing this in public and people are like amazed and then like finally this girl comes up and she has like a really complicated initial it's like an s or something yeah and she holds the apple in her mouth and he he's like carving it in and uh you know spoiler alert sorry if you're gonna go buy this book uh but he uh doesn't realize that like the apple juice that's been collecting on like the chain has been causing it to rust and stuff and so the chain snaps while he's carving the, the, her initial into the apple and it whips her in the face <laughs> Jesus Christ. and like grossly disfigures her. Uh, and then they fall in love. But, hmm. um, <clears throat> I always think about that when I think about getting a chainsaw. Interesting. I always think about how I'm probably going to catch a chain in the face <laughs> somehow. My grandfather had like a nice little workshop in his, uh, in his basement when I was a kid and he was missing part of a finger, part of his, uh, part of his ring finger. Yeah. Did he, Cut Missing it off himself? Uh, I don't think someone else cut it off. Didn't lose it in the war? No. Wasn't like a Jerry Garcia thing? Nope. <laughs> nope. What's a Jerry Garcia thing? Jerry Garcia was like missing one of his fingers. Really? On his, yeah, on his like right hand, I think. From what? His middle finger. I don't know. I Like there's all these like stories about him going out into the woods and chopping it off with a hatchet or something like that. Why? I think it was just like a childhood accident. Uh-huh. You never saw like the handprint that's missing the ring finger. Never noticed it. And that's like the that's like a Jerry Garcia thing. Huh? Yeah. You know, see fucking hippies with that shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right, go ahead. Uh, top three summer summer things. Yeah, I think my number one <clears throat> summer thing is <clears throat> going to the beach with my friends. And bobbing around in the water. Mm, yeah. You know, when you get out there and you lay on your back, you got your little digits, you got your toes sticking up, you know, yeah, you're yeah. floating and you're out there where mm. it's like, you're, you're not you're a out, care in the world. You're out past the, the break. So it's like the waves aren't like, yeah. aren't, aren't crashing on you or anything like that. And it's like, especially in New York, it's like, it's, it's full of people. People are like whipping footballs around and, yeah. and, and everybody's playing grab ass and all kinds of stuff is going on. And you're just laying out there. just like a pervert, just soaking <laughs> up the sun. You know, some, you know, I, I have really nice memories of just laying out there with Chad floating next to me and we're talking about stuff. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine would be, um, laying, on the beach, I mean, honestly, bobbing in the water um, is, I'm going to agree with that one as well. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I was working at Esquire and hating it and having a miserable time and being very stressed out, I had a summer Friday and my girlfriend at the time and I went to the beach. You were stressed out by bobbing around in the water? No, no, no. By, <laughs> by my job. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so I took a summer Friday. And then went to the beach with her. And I wasn't a really big beach guy at the time. Right. I was sort of like, 
I like never went to Rockaways. I never bothered right. with the beach in New York. Not like me. Right. And uh, she had a car, so we drove out there. And it was great. I bobbed around in the water for like a half an hour. I felt all my stresses melt away. And you're like, I know what that sun-kissed Adonis Eric is always talking about with this <laughs> beach stuff. Um, I don't think you were a big beach guy at the time yet. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just this like sort of like revelation that there's like a different way to relax. And it was like, it's so available to me and I don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, our mutual <clears throat> friend, Dave, uh, who uh, lived in New York briefly and then moved to Chicago, back to Chicago, he um, hated it here in New York. But then he came back to visit one time and we were going to hang out. And I was like, oh, let's just go to the beach. Let's yeah. go, we'll go to Ripper's. We'll get some food and we'll hang out on the beach. And when he showed up, he was like, oh, if I knew this was here, this would have changed my perception of living in New mm. York. And I, I felt that when I first went out to the Rockaways yeah. and like hung out for a weekend, yeah. I was like, oh. Also, like the idea that you can take the subway to the beach is just amazing to me. Yeah, totally agree. Um, okay, number two. Uh, number two, uh, <clears throat> I think my number two, this is a pretty even, even competition for number one, but, uh, man, Memorial day, mm, it's yeah. just the ultimate summer kickoff. And I'm still super bummed that we didn't get to do it this year, Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's, it's the official, we, we did it for like five years in a row and yeah. it was the official kickoff of summer. Yeah. And, you know, you get to anticipate it for a few weeks when it's still kind of chilly out. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing your buds. Yeah. Um, for me, it's um, this is a bit of a throwback to like being in college and high school, the summers, but just like going to the pool, like your friend's pool and hanging out all night, like listening to music and just like jumping in and out of the pool all night. Yeah. Like just doing nothing. Just hanging out. Chill. But just chilling chilling outside but in a pool though too yeah, yeah. like our friend had a pool in a hot tub and it was fantastic we were there like every night just like doing nothing really but just enjoying each other's company hanging out talking about stuff listening to music it was great the thing about the summer is that uh, especially if you live in a place like new york but <clears> if, you know like if you live anywhere that's kind of a city um summer like really opens up your available space yeah. So it completely transforms where you live. Like that's, that, true. that's the thing. Like when you're in, when you live in, in the city in, in the winter, you're just like scrambling from one enclosed space to another. Yeah. But like in the summer, you just get out. That's there. true. You just fucking let that shit. I think fly. that's why I felt so much anxiety about being working from home all summer. Cause I felt like I was going to be like, have a very small space to exist in. Yeah. Um, very small hot space. I, I'm very, I like being able to dawdle outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I always, I, everywhere I've lived, like even when I was in Pittsburgh, like I love being able to just like walk somewhere. Right, right, right. Hang out. Right. Um, number three. Number three is a specific moment for <clears throat> me. Uh, there was one summer, it was like, I mean like five years ago at this point, uh, but my friends from back home came to visit and uh, a whole bunch of people were out at Ripper's and Duncan was there. I don't know if you were there. I, don't, I didn't really go to Ripper's much. Then. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but it was, it was a big beach day and like everybody was done swimming and a storm rolled in and we all went to Ripper's so we could get some food and just kind of like, you know, re regroup and figure out what we're going to do next. 
and Duncan and I were there and because the storm rolled in, the waves were enormous, mm-hmm. like huge waves just crashing. And we were both like, we got to get out in that. And like we had been drinking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Terrible idea probably, but we, we sprinted like from the, the like outdoor seating area at yeah. Rippers to the water and just dove in and the waves were like feet over our head crashing and cool. it was just like it was this like epic scene with just like the water up and over us and stuff and uh and i i like it it felt almost cinematic in yeah, my memory yeah. um it was so awesome and we came back everybody was like oh great you guys got all wet again you know? <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> way to drown so fun <laughs> <laughs> not on the boogie board no oh i mean i don't know how i didn't include this in the top three but when you and i were in la Oh yeah, and I was just crushing it on that boogie board that I found in the trash. Did I find it in the trash, or did we bring it from? I don't remember. Friends apart. Were you crushing it? I felt like I was. <laughs> and then I saw a dolphin, and I was like, "I got to get out of that here." That was a fun trip. It was kind of a weird trip. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, my next one is also kind of specific. It was it's um just driving with the windows down on like an empty highway at night. Like listening to a music and being totally alone. Yeah. But it's, but it's hot. It's like this kind of like cool breeze, hot air feeling. Um, and like everything's that just feels like always a little live in the summer. Like, like the night feels a little alive. Like you can go somewhere. There's always going to be people or something happening, but just like that sort of like aloneness. There's like a magical feeling to it. Totally. Yeah. I, I, uh, like I've been experiencing like little pieces of that recently just cause I've been upstate and yeah. driving a lot. But, um, when I was in high school, I had music blasting at all times in my car. Yeah. Like ear shattering levels. Yeah. Like just, I couldn't hear anything except the music I was listening to. And I almost always drove with like all the windows down. If yeah. the, if the, if the weather was nice. Right. So like every time I was driving, I was like just being battered by the wind and listening to music. And it was just like always such a, like, uh, like a, like a total experience. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and, and like the last couple of times I've been upstate, like I'm running around doing errands and stuff and it's, it's not quite so hot up there. So you can just roll the windows down and drive around. Yeah. And like, I've been doing that and like, I'm like, Oh, I'm okay. The, the, it's kind of loud cause the windows are open. Like I, so I crank the music louder and I'm like, wow, this is really transporting me. Yes. And like, it's, you know that feeling when you've been driving with the music really loud and the wind whipping super hard and then you stop and then you're like you feel like kind of fuzzy like back to reality yeah yeah and it's like just you too like you're in this own little headspace of it too yeah like the only other time you ever get to feel that way with music is like when you're just listening to your headphones yeah and you're like fully immersed yeah that's the only other space that you get to be like fully immersed totally and like by it. into it yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's a really good feeling yeah um though that's our summer things um Call us or email us or whatever. We don't have a phone number. Yeah, we don't have a phone number. <laughs> um, you can email us. Uh, you can message us on Twitter at Frank and Eric. Um, if, if you could email us at Eric at Frank and Eric.com or Frank at Frank and Eric.com. Uh, we, we don't really post much on Twitter or anything like that, but if you message us, we, we will see it. Um, and you know, this shit, this shit's hard, man. Yeah. This, 
and and by this shit I mean like life right now, COVID, uh, social unrest, politics too. Politics. Like there's like an election coming. It's it's disastrous. It just doesn't feel like it's going to get better immediately. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which is rough. Uh, we're going to try to be here for you. Yeah. We will. Uh, <laughs> we we will try not to uh, get dragged down. We will try to impossible. All we do is get dragged down. What are you talking about? That's all we do. <laughs> I'm saying we're, we're a self-help <clears throat> and, and comedy podcast. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, we will keep recording super depressing episodes and then not releasing them. Uh-huh. But then in between those, you know, maybe we'll talk about the summer and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> talk about fun stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway, thanks for listening. Hit us up. Tell your friends. Uh, and stay positive.